What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today, I am here to convince you that it is better to have conflict right freaking now. <laughs> and the first thing I want to do is define conflict like I always do, define terms before you get started, because if we don't define terms, then we can't be on the same page. So I define conflict as a negotiation or the propagation of dissimilar values amongst people. Now, let's break that down a little bit. What is propagation, if you don't know? Propagation is the spreading. The spreading. The spreading of dissimilar values amongst people, meaning two or more people have values that are not in complete alignment together. Now, conflict is not inherently bad as people like to make it out to be, and I'm going to prove to you why it is not, because it is just a logical contradiction that is easily uh, picked out if you hear these examples that I'm about to give you. So, examples of bad conflict. Physical conflict. I get into a fight with somebody. I slap the shit out of somebody. I hit somebody with my car because I'm mad or whatever, whatever, right? Um, verbal conflict, shouting verbal abuse at each other. Slave morality, which is what I defined in the last podcast as getting your ideas of good and bad from the person who has ownership over you. And if you have a slave morality mindset, then everything that you do will cause conflict if it's not in the line with your slave owner, with your owner. And now let's flip over to signs of good conflict. And there's good physical conflict, like boxing. You want to box somebody, that is a conflict of values, and you're trying to propagate your value called, hey, I'm better at you at boxing. And they're trying to propagate their value called, hey, no, you're not better than me at boxing. I'm better than you at boxing. Therefore, I'm going to whoop your ass. <laughs> All sports is physical conflict amongst people with different values. The value of the red team is like, hey, we're better than the blue team. And the blue team is like, hey, we're better than the red team. Those are the values that are dissimilar and that they're trying to propagate by getting the win. Now, good verbal conflicts would be like, uh, I have a standard that I hold myself to. And my friend who's been around me for years and years and years, who knows me very well, sees that I'm not living up to my values. And he confronts me about it. And he says, hey, Tyreek, you're not being the man that you say you're going to be. You're not doing this and this and that. You need to get your ass back on track. That is a verbal conflict. That is good. And that is why conflict is not inherently bad or good. Because if something is inherently bad, then that means it cannot have any good aspects to it. If something is good and bad at the same time, then that is a, a false statement that cannot be proven true. So there's your proof for why conflict isn't inherently bad. And now I want to reveal to you something about the psychology of the person who says that conflict is inherently bad. And what they are saying out, out loud to other people is personal confession that they have not been able to, um, they couldn't have values of their own as a child. And that they assume that even as an adult, nobody else around them can handle handle it emotionally or psychologically when they try to negotiate or propagate their own values. I want to take a little sidetrack on this one because this is a very common thing with everything as that happens to us as a child. We have these survival strategies, things that we use to get by as a child that a lot of us take on with us to our teenage years and our adulthood where they are inappropriate for the situation, like the guy that doesn't think that conflict is, is uh, a good thing. He's saying that when he has values of his own, he gets anxious because as a child, he would be attacked, whether physically, verbally, or whatever, right? And he's saying that now, even as an adult, and with people who are reasonable, that even if he tried to negotiate for his values or propagate his values amongst them, that they would abuse him in some way, shape, or fashion. As another example of this with myself, I couldn't really have values of my own, and I couldn't really express myself verbally in any way, shape, or fashion 
in any way that was really expressive of who I was. So as I was growing up, I was thinking to myself, well, I acted out that I didn't have any value to provide to people. Therefore, I didn't talk about stuff that I thought about. I didn't share what I wanted to share. I didn't say what I wanted to say. And I took that with me all the way way up until very recently, maybe a year ago max. And now I don't assume that about myself. I assume that I have value to to provide to people. So I I put the value out there and see if people like it or not. But the the majority of the of the lethargy that you see out in the population is people who never got past their childhood survival strategies of playing small and not expressing themselves because their parents or whatever authority figures wanted that for them. And it's incredibly sad and something that needs to be handled. And maybe by me saying this, maybe some people in the future will see this and be like, huh, you know, that's right. I have been doing that since a child. And I do assume people that assume that other people are like my parents and I'm projecting them onto the, my parents onto them. And therefore, you know, blah, blah, blah. But let's get back to the main thread. And next thing I want to talk about is why it's better to have conflict right freaking now. And it's very simple. It's because that the longer you delay conflict, the harder and the stronger and the more tumultuous the conflict will be in the future. Let's take a very common example that millions of millions, excuse me, millions upon millions of people are trying to do at the beginning of the year, which is starting to work out. It's uh, February 3rd as I'm recording this, and people have already given up on their New Year's resolution of getting in the gym. I was actually very surprised uh, that the gym was not full this New Year's. Very shocked, but very happy at the same time because I didn't have to work on, (laughs) I didn't have to wait on the equipment or anything like that. But people have this conflict called, I really want to get in shape because blah, blah, blah. Good reason, good reason, good reason, good reason to get in shape. And they have a conflict called, I really want to work out, but I love this chicken and this pizza and this uh, cookies and bread and whatever, right? And I love sitting on the couch and I love watching Netflix and I love being a couch potato. (laughs) And the longer you delay the conflict of getting in the gym and making it a habit, the harder it will be in the future. Because the longer you delay, the more you have to justify. And justification is an addiction. The justification for not working out, for not doing X, Y, Z, it is an addiction in itself. Because it puts off your negative emotions that you would experience if you were to live by your goals. Which is to say, you would say to yourself, I don't really want to work out. I really want to work out, but I just can't muster myself to do it. When you justify it, you delay the negative emotions that you would experience if you could just confront yourself and say, I'm not working out. I'm not living up to my goals. Feel shitty about it. Because <laughs> that's what would happen if you weren't justifying it to yourself. And the next example that I wanted to bring up was bringing up an issue at work. You have an issue with somebody. Some project manager is fucking you over with a task. And you don't bring it up. Or, and as a result, they'll keep bringing up that issue. Or they'll keep uh, doing the same things over and over again. What happens with the relationships where issues aren't brought up as soon as possible is that you just get resentful at the other person and you feel content for them and then you want to quit your job and you hate your boss and you blah, 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 and all that stuff. And the same thing happens in relationships with the spouse. Uh, he or she does something that you don't like or that offended you or something, right? You have some negative stimuli from what, what they did. You don't bring it up to them and you let it build and you build and eventually you get to the point where you having this huge argument and you bring it up. Remember three months ago when you did blah, blah, blah? Yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm laughing, but incredibly sad and entirely predictable. And another common example would be asking somebody out on a date. There's a conflict called, hey, I really don't want to get rejected. But then there's a conflict like, hey, 
If I don't ask anybody out, I'm going to be lonely and die alone and never have a family and all that stuff. And what happens with a lot of dudes is that they want to ask some girl out and they really think about it and they think about it and they're getting ready and they're getting ready. And then next thing you know, she's taken. And then you're feeling like, oh my God, man, I wasted the opportunity. She should have been mine, blah, blah, blah. And now you're going to have to put yourself in that cycle again of trying to find some other girl that you're interested in and working yourself up and working yourself up and then not doing it, not asking her out. And then she gets taken and over and over again until you end up playing PlayStation for 10 hours a day. That's all I got to say, man. What did you think about it? I think conflict is not inherently good or bad. And it's proof because we have negative conflicts, physical, verbal, and we have good conflicts that are physical and verbal. And good and bad can't exist at the same time in the same concept called conflict. Therefore, it is not inherently bad. And the people who are treating it as it, as it is inherently bad are just admitting to themselves and to the world that they couldn't have values of their own as a child. And they assume that even as an adult, the people around them can't handle it, that they try to negotiate or propagate their values amongst other people. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. I'll see you in the next one and peace out.